Welcome back to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast. Uh, today, we will be talking about a wrap-up of 2023. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about our resolutions from last year and how we're going to turn those into plans and maybe resolutions for this year. We're going to recap some of our favorite episodes uh, from the year, and we're going to talk about some Strava data, because if it didn't uh, get recorded on Strava, it didn't happen. And just a, a bit of a spoiler George really improved his kudos this year and Michelle sort of did. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. And if you do enjoy the podcast, please throw some likes out there on whatever platform uh, you listen to our podcast on. The most pleasant exhaustion podcast is brought to you by high echelon. You can find them at high echelon High echelon PC is a nationwide CPA firm in Atlanta focused on a great client experience. High Echelon provides top quality work with total transparency, so clients always know exactly what they're getting. They believe accounting doesn't need to be complicated and that clients should always get the experience they deserve, which includes top-notch accounting, tax and payroll services, timely communication, complete data flow, and the best automation and security. Book a call or drop them a line at their website, highecheloncpa.com. The Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast is also brought to you by Elemental Altitude Training Center. You can find them at ElementalAltitude.com. Elemental Altitude is Atlanta's best and only altitude training facility. At Elemental Altitude's state-of-the-art indoor training center, they are capable of simulating elevation up to 24,000 feet. Training in the thinner air and lack of oxygen prompts an increase in red blood cells, meaning that more oxygen can be delivered to your working muscles on race day. Athletes undertaking all sorts of goals from rugged mountain climbs to flat sea level marathons to Ironman triathlons train in the hypoxic environment created at Elemental Altitude. I trained there several times myself ahead of my successful race at the London Marathon in 2022. In addition, Elemental Altitude hosts a variety of physiological testing such as sweat testing, blood lactate testing, VO2 max testing, and a variety of metabolic testing which can tell you your resting metabolic rate and the types and amounts of fuel you're burning at different training and racing intensities. Drop them a line at info at elementalaltitude.com if you have questions or you want to set up an appointment. Again, their website is elementalaltitude.com. Finally, the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast is also brought to you by Blue Pineapple Travel. You can find them at bluepineappletravel.com. Blue Pineapple Travel is an agency of experienced travel advisors who help you design the perfect trip. Blue Pineapple Travel advisors are all well-traveled and knowledgeable, and they will be your advocates from start to finish. They love to help people plan their travel, whether it's for a race, a family trip, a weekend getaway, or the trip of a lifetime. Their goal is to match you with the trip that you want. Relaxation or adventure, traveling solo or with a group inside the U.S. or abroad, Blue Pineapple Travel can plan exactly the trip that you want. Find them online at bluepineappletravel.com and see some of the great places that folks who have worked with Blue Pineapple Travel go on their Instagram, at bluepineappletravel. Thanks to all of our sponsors who help us bring you the most pleasant exhaustion podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast brought to you by MPE Coaching, High Echelon PC, Elemental Altitude Training Center, and Blue Pineapple Travel. My name is George Darden. I'm an endurance athlete and coach in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a father of twin boys, and I'm a college professor. My name is Michelle Frank. I'm also an endurance athlete in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm a mom to three girls and a CPA. 
And my name's Eric Hall. I'm an endurance athlete and sometimes coach in Raleigh, <laughs> North Carolina. I'm the father to three baby adults and the husband to my beautiful wife, Melissa. Awesome. Very good. All three of us together here for the last podcast of 2023. Last year, we recorded our year-end podcast on New Year's Eve, on the morning of the 31st of December. Um, this year, we're, we're knocking it out early here on the 29th of December. And so it's always super fun to kind of reflect back over what's been going on with uh, with 2023. Before we do that, of course, let's, uh, let's actually do the same thing we've been doing for every episode this year and do a quick strength work check-in. How's your strength work, Michelle? I mean, my running's really good. <laughs> <laughs> and we should say that, that the reason why we've done strength work check-ins all year long is because on this podcast last yeah. year on our year-end review, we said, hey, let's hold Michelle accountable and actually do a strength work check-in. Um, so I did a really good job through Leadville and I thought I would get to this big like strength 100 on um, and have a hundred strength workouts, but I, mm. I switched up the training a bit and my goals through the end of the year. And for whatever reason, it turned into more of like a stretching prehab rehab band. And I honestly have not lifted a weight in probably 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure if I can say I'm still doing strength training. I'm, I don't know how I had the time to focus on it the way that I focused and trained for a 50 miler, but <laughs> I, it's, this is not happening right now, the last like three months. So, um, yeah, the strength that I'm doing, I don't actually consider it like strength work. I, George, I think we disagree or just see that a little bit differently, but we the, true, yeah. the true, like building muscle, um, and, you know, lifting weights and using the TRX and even doing like a core workout. Yeah. I'm not doing <laughs> I'll take the cre the credit for the first half of the year, but uh, well, I don't so, know. So I can't, I can't get it in. Like, I just can't, I have it on my schedule. I I have stuff that I could be doing, but I don't know. It's, it's a lot for me right now just to get the running in, I think. Um, I and, and the running is more of a goal for me. So I think in my mind, I was like, I can't run 50 miles at high altitude unless I'm like really strong. But now that I'm kind of like shifting back to the roads, I'm just like, oh, I just want to do the runs. So I have to find a balance there somewhere. I have there is, not there found a balance. There is one of my <laughs> resolutions that is related to that very thing. So we'll probably revisit that idea here in just a little while. But you're right. You and I do see it a little bit differently. Um, like I agree with you that obviously lifting weights, like pumping iron, that counts as strength work. And I think that's important strength work. Strength work, And I think that it, it improves you as a runner. Um, but I also think all the stuff that you're doing, that's not necessarily building muscle, but is making you more durable and keeping you injury free. I think that stuff is important and, and can count as quote unquote strength work as well. Um, I mean, didn't you say earlier today, like even before we started the podcast, that you're getting really close to running a marathon and and you don't have this high hamstring pain and and all of these other sort of niggling injuries that you've become accustomed to in marathon builds in the past? I mean, I, I do have that, but I would say I have less of that than, than I usually do. And I do attribute it to doing a lot more of the small things. Mm -hmm. But I think I ran into an issue with strength training where I just, I hate what it does in a way to like my body. And I found it hard to maintain a weight that I wanted to maintain. And when I jumped back into a marathon cycle, 
put the weights down, I just feel like I can kind of eat what I want and do what I want. And my weight is right exactly like where I want it. So I, I haven't really found the, how to incorporate the strength work in, in a way where it doesn't like bulk me up, add weight. And I feel good running. Um, right. Not that from a physical standpoint, I think anybody could see any of this, but obviously we're our own worst critics and we always, mm -hmm. you know, everyone is looking at themselves in their own mirrors. So, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the year started off really strong with really hardcore strength training. And I would say my strength work now just looks a lot like little bands. rolling. So, but yeah, I don't know. I hear, I hear. I still think you're doing great. I still think you get to check off that resolution and say that you did a really good job with that in 2023. Yeah, um, I'm good with it. I mean, yeah. I just have to find a way to kind of like to kind of merge um, mm. all the prehab rehab stuff and the actual strength work. But good God, there's just only 24 hours in a day, right? Like I just, <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, I hear, I hear Eric, you said you've struggled with strength work over the course of the past few months as well, but for a completely different reason, right? Uh, yeah, it's just been, my life has been a little fluxy lately. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's funny this time last year on the podcast last year, you said, um, that, that one of your goals was to get into a better routine and, and you said the flux in my life may be coming to an end. Um, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, okay. I think that like, I think the, that adage, um, the only constant is change. Yeah. I think I just need to embrace that yeah. and, and not worry about it. I, the problem is, um, I'm a real, I'm really good at being consistent if I can set up habits and I had a good routine set up where Monday was my strength work day, 45 minutes to an hour, you know, I set it aside. And then if I got a second one in, that was great. And if I didn't, I didn't. And too many things happened where Monday got kind of kicked around and then the race schedule destroyed me to the point where I just didn't want to do it. And then once I started having time to do it again, we got a puppy and she's wonderful, but she messes up the whole morning routine. So right. I, I don't remember the last time I ran in the morning or worked out in the morning because there's right. a routine um, that's just, it's just different. So yeah, yeah, that didn't work out. Yeah. Now I, I hear you too on the idea of, of just kind of saying, all right, flux is normal. Like, like trying to get to that place where you're like, okay, well, this is what I'm able to do this week or this way I'm able to do on this day and, and kind of being more at peace with that idea rather than being like, okay, well, here is my weekly routine that really worked well for me. And I'm just going to get into this groove and hit repeat and, and just do it. Um, yeah. I, I think that that's, that's a difficult shift, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's one that I feel like at times I've made well and other times I haven't made as well because <laughs> I've certainly shifted in and out of being highly routinized and into flux uh, uh, many times over the course of my career. Um, and even this year, um, I've been doing a lot more strength work here in the back half of the year, um, uh, but it's more of the sort that Michelle was describing as not strength work just a minute ago. Uh, and so, <laughs> so, so maybe the reason why I like to insist that what Michelle is doing is strength work <laughs> is because I'm trying to say, no, I did strength work this year. Um, because I have done a lot more stuff with bands and with, uh, with small movements and that sort of thing over the course of the last little while. Um, the last three weeks for me here in December have not been great. Um, between being a little bit sick, 
Um, I've kind of picked up like a chest infection slash cold slash all these things all at one time. Um, and, and then also having like holiday schedule, it's just been hard to, I mean, you talk about flux. It's been very hard for me to nail down a consistent routine over the course of the past three weeks. It's funny, as I was thinking about resolutions and things I want to resolve for next year, at one point, the thought crossed my mind, I need to resolve to get into a better routine. And I was like, no, I'm only saying that because right now I'm not in a routine. <laughs> like I, I tend to actually get pretty routinized once my sons go back to school and once I begin class again. Um, but but right now that just hasn't been happening over the course of the month of December. It's probably just as well, as you'll hear me say also, that that I had a really good January and February last year. And it was in part because I had a really good December this year I had a less good December, but that's okay because I'm not really looking to have a great January and February. I'm looking to have a good June. So, um, so we'll see. Uh, speaking of all those little small strength work things, all the eight minutes here and five minutes here and doing a couple of things to activate the muscles before the run and all that sort of thing. I've been logging those in my training peaks, which means in turn that they sync with my Strava. Uh, and Eric, you actually texted me the other day and you said, what the hell are all these little four minute workouts you're doing on Strava? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you really doing a strength workout for four minutes? And I'm like, well, no, it's like hip bridges and, and calf raises and some other activation stuff that I've been doing in order to get that going. But did that actually skew some of my Strava year-end data? I'm not sure, but let's talk about that Strava year-end data uh, real quick. Um, year-end data or like year-end wrap-up seem to be really in style. Um, you know, we talked about them in the past with Spotify. We talked about them last year with Strava. We're about to talk about more with Strava. I've gotten so many emails about here is your year-end wrap-up from whoever over the course of the last little while. I got one, Michelle, from Koros today. Really? Yes. I haven't worn a Koros watch in a year and a half. And they're like, here's your year end wrap up from Koros wearables. I was like, I think I know what that says. That's really <laughs> anything this year wearing a Koros. Um, and so so I don't I don't know what they thought that they were going to going to enlighten me with with that one. But anyway, um, Strava data. Um, one of the things that stood out last year from the Strava year in review was that Michelle only gave thirty nine kudos in twenty twenty two. Did uh, I give more this year? So, well, that's what I was going to ask. You only gave 39 in 2022. Uh, how many did you give in, in 2023? I basically I doubled what I gave last year. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. I did I, so good. Okay. I want to say that's really good. I found it. <laughs> I gave 71. I'd be, come on. That's incredible. I mean, I want to say that's really good, but still over the course of an entire year and all the people that you follow on Strava, you only gave a total of 71 kudos. You only thought that there were 71 workouts out there that people did that were worth actually kudoing. How many people uh, I, do you think I actually follow on Strava? I think I follow like 12 people. I don't, right. I don't, I don't I have think some I got better... any kudos from Michelle. <laughs> That's not true. I definitely gave you a kudo for this one run that you and Grace did at Duke. <laughs> this one run that you raced. <laughs> she has so few kudos that she remembers every one that she's passed out. Yeah. Because I, like, I, gave no, them, I gave you that one for that one run that I gave you and Grace them, at Duke. I gave them both a kudo. <laughs> it was a special day. So it was two two kudos in a single day, both for a shared activity. That's that's pretty good, Michelle. Pretty good. I mean, last year I don't joke have any friendships that are based on my um Strava activity. It's not like texting or Instagram. So nobody is loving me or hating me because they do or don't get my kudos on Strava. Well, Strava did recently update their software such that you can now <laughs> oh send gosh. messages, DMs to people on Strava. 
That's um, right. And so, so you could start cultivating Strava friendships. Um, you I've know, used that a total of one time. <laughs> to who? George? Now this, now this guy in the office, uh, he messaged me and I replied to him. That's really what it came down to. Awesome. And then the two of us said, this is dumb. <laughs> well, I wonder if Strava is going to actually, uh, in, as a way of promoting that, they're going to let you know how many DMs you shared next year in their Strava year interview. I guess we'll find out, right? Yeah, we'll find out. Um, I, I, so George, here, how many, how many kudos did you provide? That, that's exactly what I was about George. to say. And so, <laughs> yeah, so, George. so here I am making fun of Michelle as a way basically of softening my own kudo failures. Um, last year, I received three times as many kudos as I gave. Um, and I had resolved last year that I was like, I need to make that better. Um, and, and I even went so far as to say last year that maybe I need to loosen up some of my requirements around giving kudos because, um, I, I don't give kudos as everybody who listens to this podcast knows for people who simply upload a run. If they don't do anything, if they don't change the default name from morning run or afternoon strength training or something like that, I don't give kudos on it. And so the change I did make this year in that rule is I said, all right, I don't mind if you didn't change the name, but as long as you did something that suggests that you actually went on there and if you posted a picture or posted a comment or, or changed the name, whatever, as long as you did something, I pretty much gave that kudos. Um, and with that rule change for myself, I've now gotten my kudos ratio up to about two and a half to one. <laughs> So you gave out 25 and you received so, 10. So no, I gave out far more than that. Um, I I gave out uh, 3,234 kudos and I received 7,282 kudos. Um, Interesting. So 7,000 is what I received. And then I gave out 3,234. And so, yeah, I gave out, what's that? About... 45 times the number that Michelle gave out. <laughs> hey guys, can we talk about the good year in review stuff that Strava puts out? I have some of those that I'd love to well, talk well, about. Let's hear about let's hear about Eric's kudos first. Eric, Eric, how'd you do with as far as kudos went? Oh on God. I, I I'm trying to find the exact number. Um of he probably received. gave like 30,000 kudos. I think I received 3,200 and I gave out 6,930. What? You gave out more than twice as many as you received. I'm I'm verifying that, but I'm pretty sure it's because my friends all suck. You're the man, man. I uh, gave Michelle kudos on every, not just run, <laughs> but every activity she did this year because I made that a goal of mine. But 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 Guys. she did give you kudos for that one run you did though. <laughs> yeah, that one run I did with Grace. I think. <laughs> Same thing. Strava has all this other stuff like total distance, active month, elevation climbed. Right, but you want by, to by all means, Michelle. Let's let's so let's, let's balance it back out. Stuff. <laughs> tell us, tell us, Michelle, what is your favorite uh, piece of data that Strava told you? Because clearly, kudos is not your favorite piece of data that they showed shared with you. I'm most excited actually about the total distance. Right. It shows my total most distance I've run being in May, which seems mm -hmm. pretty good. That was a pretty. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of surprised it's not June since Silver Rush was the first week in July. But um, mm -hmm. but the really exciting thing is that once I get through, is Sunday still December? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So once I get through the weekend, then this month will be my my highest month of oh, 2023. Nice. So I'm stoked nice. about that. I'm stoked about that too. Well done. Very yeah. good. Very good. Um, and so I, I I think that will 
pay dividends come Houston Marathon in a couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, very good. Um, my highest month, my highest month in terms of miles and elevation was July. Um, but that's because I was on the bike a lot. And of course, you can accumulate a whole lot more miles and elevation when you're on the bike. Um, and that was obviously mostly through Zwift. Um, and then time wise, my biggest month was August. Um, and so that makes sense, given that that my big target of the year was, of course, the Berlin Marathon in late September. Um, and so so that that didn't surprise me at all. Um, Eric, what about you? What were your biggest months? I think it was June. It was probably somewhere around June. Yes. Let's see, see, I follow Eric very closely on Strava. Oh, actually, nope. Sorry. It was uh, it was February and August and then oh, November. Wow. Nice. February, August and November. Oh, you guys right. get to count bike miles on that? So, yeah, which is the reason Strava why I said that. puts them all together. Yeah, it puts them all together, which is the reason why I said that, that miles versus time, like those are two different things to me. Okay, um, what was your total time? My total time for the entire year? Mine says 380 hours. So mine was 440 hours for the entire year. But Eric insists that most of that, or at least like 10% of that, was like the four and five minute uh, (laughs) uh, strength work, stretching and activation stuff I've been doing before and after runs here over the course of the past two or three months, which I don't think it was 10% of it, but it it was probably a bit, yeah. Um, they're short enough. There was a lot of them, but there's a, they were short enough that I don't think they actually formed a really big chunk of it. So yeah, 440 hours is my total. But again, that's you can put in yeah, more time on a bike. bike. Time that's yeah. not fair. Yeah, you can you this can is... put in more time on a bike for sure. Um, Why don't they separate kind of it? it? Um, they give you percentages, and so like of my 440 hours, 44 percent of that was time on a bike. It said, um, like 28 percent of that was time on the run. Um, and so they do kind of give you those percentages. And if you want to do some very easy math, you can figure out precisely what those times are. Um, and so or if you, you can just go into the app and look under activities. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just don't Not put activity. it as far as you're, you're in. But yeah, if, if if you were to take your running time, Michelle, your, your amount of time spent running is significantly more than mine this year. Um, yeah, my run time is 65% of everything for the year. Right, so, right. And so 65% and strength training of, was 22%. Right. So, so 65% of 300 and what'd you say? 380. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, that's obviously what, like, like 200. Um, and so, or more than 200, more like 220. More than 200. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so for me, 28% of 440, that's just barely over a hundred. Right. Um, that's like 120. And so you spent yeah. a whole lot more time actually running than I did this year, which is which is fantastic. Um, my mileage like on the run solely, if I look solely at, at, at mileage on the run, um, I actually had a fairly low mileage year compared to recent years. Um, last year, I had a great year as far as mileage on the run goes um, this year between. Um, kind of having this March and April that were sort of squishy and then being injured in June and not really being able to run as much in July and August heading up to Berlin. And then, of course, post Berlin, taking some real time to actually try and get my body not hurting again. My my total mileage for the year is is fairly low um, and it's certainly lower than I would want it to be. And it's lower than I think it will be next year as well, just kind of given where I am. The upside of that is that actually I feel healthier, much healthier now. Structurally, my body feels better now than it did in June. Um, and so I kind of feel hopeful. I feel like the future's bright here. Um, and like I said a little while ago, I feel like I'm I'm preparing 
for a race in June, and then I'll prepare for another race in December. Um, as opposed to this time last year, I was preparing for a race in two weeks. Um, and, and, and of course, <laughs> then of course we did mountain mist. And then of course we did Austin or I did Austin in February. And so, so yeah, the year kind of started off much more of a bang last year than I expected to this year, which is, which is okay, which is good. Um, it's a little uh, bit of a bummer for me, but I'm going to fall right under 2000 miles for the year yeah. run yeah. like so close, but it's not. It'd be a pretty, it'd be too much of a push to get over it in the next two days, but it's still just so close. I hear you. I hear but you. it's okay. And then Eric, next you're year, right at 2000, right? Actually, I'm actually over 2000 already. Mm -hmm. um, and I just need to do a little riding on the bike. I'm going to have a perfect split 2000, 2000. <laughs> Overachiever. <laughs> I don't think that's overachieving. I think it's pretty cool. Um, well, that was, uh, yeah, my, you know, my resolution last year was to run a hundred miler and to ride 200 miles. And the way the year was going, the races, the way they were set up, I found that that wasn't going to happen. So I changed my goal to run 2000 miles for the year. Mm -hmm. Now I made the mistake of mentioning that to my daughter, who is now <laughs> Grace, a friend of the podcast, um, is going to run over 2,500 miles this year. Awesome. Very cool. Is that the reason why she took you on that run in duke that michelle gave you kudos for <laughs> probably <laughs> probably i bet i bet if you ask grace she would remember like oh yeah michelle gave me kudos at one time well usually people remember things that happen very infrequently <laughs> that's right it was probably a landmark did. event and so you know um it it, it it was probably something that she remembers well um all right so speaking of since we've been kind of talking around it a little bit speaking of kind of like last year and this year as far as resolutions go and all that sort of thing um let's just kind of mention real quickly as far as how did we do on our resolutions last year so um eric we'll start with you um you said last year that you wanted to establish a routine with your eye doctors and others you even suggested that you and i do a joint joint colonoscopy since uh since that was uh one of my my <laughs> my uh, goals as well, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, uh, you said that you wanted to read all the books of the quarter. Uh, you said you wanted to stay healthy by taking in roughly one day off per week. Um, you said that that you weren't going to like really count that. You weren't going to be like, I have to have 52 days off a week, but you talked about how Grace takes one takes every Monday off and, and that's like a really important part of her, her planning and her schedule. And, and so you were going to kind of implement something similar. Um, you said, like you just said, that you wanted to run 100 and ride a 200. Um, and you said generally you wanted to kind of plan better and get into to riding and running smarter and and maybe getting a little bit more routinized because the flux in your life may be coming to an end. Um, and, and you said that you wanted to quit worrying about what things look like in Strava. So I kind of threw a lot at you there. Give us your overall sort of take on on how you did relative to your goals and resolutions last year. I did about a 50-50 split. All right. Um, I think the, you know, the important ones around my health, you know, taking that day off, um, establishing some routine with my, uh, my, my health staff, I'd call them you know, doctors and whatnot. I think I did a much better job of that than I have in previous years. Mm -hmm. um, from a planning perspective, some months were great or some seasons during the year were great and some weren't so great. Um, I think, but what I learned from that is I need to plan for the not so great, mm -hmm. um, which kind of sounds silly. I need to plan to not be able to plan, but that that's really what I, I, I wasn't good at adjusting to the kind of chaos that came my way near the end of the year. Yeah. And it was a really bad time because it was right after three big events, mm -hmm. um, that September timeframe. Mm -hmm. um, 
But uh, as far as running and riding smarter, I guess it's all tied up with that taking days off. Um, as the year started to close out, I think I've gotten back into a better routine of riding and running. So maybe not the whole year, but definitely here at the end of the year, um, doing a whole lot better. Uh, we talk about like the books of the quarter. Not so much. <laughs> that hasn't been a thing for me this year. I apologize to both of you. Well, um, you know, books of the quarter, and we've already said this, the books of the quarter, we struggled with that as a podcast this year. Like we only had three, we were, we reviewed four because our yeah. Q4 book we reviewed in January and you read that one. Um, yeah. But, uh, but we only had three books despite the fact that there are four quarters in the year this year. And so, so that's yeah. something we struggled with that we'll announce our new approach to that uh, in our first podcast of, of next year. But um, I do like reading books. I do think it's fun. Um, I, I do like taking that opportunity, but, but yeah, we miss you on that one, Eric. <laughs> yeah. And that, that last one I had in there about not worrying about what, what it's going to look like on Strava. Mm. I still struggle with that. And, you know, I've, mm. I've talked to you guys about, I hate social media because it's all about like what other people view of you and people you mm. don't even know and shouldn't even care about. Mm. And I just had this conversation with Grace and Melissa yesterday about, you know, your goals should be your goals. Like you shouldn't get caught up in somebody else's goals, which I'm, I'm okay with that. I think I'm good on that part, but the, but the part I struggle with is I'm in the middle of a run and I feel like I start picturing the Strava, like what's mm. it going to look like? And I think that's really sick. And I need to, I need to continue to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's, that's a good thing to recognize. And and it's good to recognize that that's a bad thing too, you know? Yeah. Cause I think, cause I, th I do think it's not a good thing. Um, you know, if you start thinking about how things are going to look on Strava or, well, you know, people are going to see that the, the average pace on this run is this particular thing. And so I need to speed up, you know, I need to change my easy day into a tempo day because like if you start changing workouts because you want to look better on Strava, yeah, that's that's a problem. Um, and so it's good that you at least recognize that that's a problem and you don't fall into that trap, right? Yeah, um, it's more of it's it's less of the oh I've got to change my workout. Um, it's it's more of and sometimes it's motivating, right? Mm -hmm. Like oh man, I got one more repeat. I really don't want to do it, but it's like oh, but everybody's gonna see it and they're gonna know I cut that repeat out. So. <laughs> Sometimes it's positive, like, cause it can actually push me to do it. But other times I get in the back of my head of like, I really need to keep the pace at X or mm -hmm. the second half. And it, it's not because that's the necessarily the right thing to do. It's because that's what'll look better on Strava. So yeah. Yeah. I struggle with it. Uh, I don't, I don't think it overly impacts my training, but I don't want it to. So it's, I'm conscious of it. I mean, this may or may not be helpful. And I know that Michelle is going to agree with me. Michelle 71 kudo. Frank is going to agree with me um, <laughs> that that I, I don't know that anybody's paying that close of attention to what it is you're actually doing. Seriously. <laughs> um, I know that. Um, and and the reason why I say that, and, and that took me a little while to, to get accustomed to. So every Wednesday and Friday, when I do these training road group workouts, I always get a screenshot and I always post that on Strava. Um, and that's just sort of part of the routine. It's part of the culture of that of that workout. Right. And then we give it the workout a name. We decide based on the conversations that we're having during the workout and stuff like that, what the name of the workout is going to be. And I post that name on Strava and then I take a screenshot of the Strava, Strava screen and I send I text that to everybody who's in the workout. 
And then oftentimes that ends up leading to a day long text thread where we're trading jokes or um, different YouTube videos that we might have talked about during the, the workout or something else like that. Right. It used to be when I did that, I was always mindful of trying to take the screenshot when we were in a hard part. Because you can see what my wattage is and how many how many watts I'm producing during the in those screenshots, right? And and it used to be that 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 I really was just concerned that somebody was gonna look at me and be like, George put 120 watts, he needs to pick it up, you know, because that because that's that's basically my my rest interval wattage. Um and after a year plus and a few other people giving screenshots a few times when I had forgotten to take a screenshot. Um, that didn't necessarily have me with the impressive wattage, I kind of came to the realization, I was like, nobody's looking at that. Like, nobody cares. Nobody's actually staring at that saying, oh, wait, his wattage is really low. Like, I thought George was more pop. Nobody's saying that. Um, and I think that was an important realization for me. Um, well, that's you're you're looking from your own perspective because you don't actually look at other people's runs and give them kudos. <laughs> Someone who gave out twice as... Two and a half. My, my ratio was actually 2.5. 2.5 mm. was my ratio of given to receive kudos. Exactly 2.5. Point taken. Um, I look at every one of your um, Strava posts. I actually drill down in the detail. <laughs> and I, I've i noticed frequently that your wattage is very low. <laughs> in pictures. And I just, I question sometimes, you know, your physical fitness. So oh, thanks, I just wanted buddy. you to know thanks, that. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you inviting me into your own Strava neuroses. Very nice. Very nice. Um, no, you know, the, the thing I've, taking pictures, I'm glad you said that because, and you know this because you're in our uh, our Blue Ridge Relay uh, message text group, group mm -hmm. text group, and you've probably seen it and you saw it, it really hit over the summer. I started focusing on less on what the Strava was going to look like. This was one of my techniques and more on how I was going to make it funny. <laughs> and Brett and I, we actually compete yeah. with one another to see who can make their posts more funny or whatever. Oh, yeah. But oh, um, yeah. I don't know if you remember the video series I put out um, post run for a while. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. um, I've started looking for things to take pictures of, to add to my Strava, mm -hmm. um, just to kind of, especially on the easy runs, to mm -hmm. change the focus of what yeah. I'm doing out there. So it's it's I less like about it. the stats. It's more, well, there might be one stat that's important, but it's less about the stats and more about like kind of like what was going on. I like it. Rather than trying to make yourself look like a badass on Strava, you're trying to make yourself look like a funny guy on Strava. Or an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good resolution. Very good. Very good. Um, Michelle, when we were talking about your resolutions last year, you had said, first of all, you said, I don't really make resolutions. But then um, you kind of went into it and you said, well, you wanted to do more strength training. And that's, of course, when we started talking about the strength work check-in. And we've already kind of mentioned that resolution, how that went for you. But the other thing you said was that you really wanted to, to get into a space where you felt good about your work and running and family balance that that it's not that you you necessarily needed to find this perfect balance but you just wanted to feel better about the balance hit us yeah i've just fully accepted that balance is like a myth hmm. uh, there it just doesn't you can't it's not it's more like an ebb and flow right mm -hmm. like if you're not training for something or you're just coming off of having complete something that you're training for then the priority at that point in time can shift much more to mm -hmm. 
personal stuff, you As know, social stuff. Um, but I think finally I am over this whole idea of finding some balance. Mm -hmm. I don't actually think that anybody who is really good at what they do, whether it's like a work or being a mom or, um, you know, being a partner or being an athlete, like it's not, I don't think it's the balance that matters as much. Um, I think it's just kind of the ability to lock into what is the priority for this set of time or during this set of time and be able to really focus on that person, place or thing versus trying to focus it on all of it over, you know, at once every day in and out. Um, mm -hmm. It just, yeah, it doesn't, it's not going to work. Yeah. It doesn't work for me. Um, so I, I feel like a lot of the downside of probably one of the things that Eric hates the most about social and stuff like that is this whole finding a whole work-life balancing or anything, put anything on those two sides or three or four sides. And I just don't actually, I think I like, I really think it's a myth. I just do not think um, when you're operating at your peak or what you want your peak to be, that you're really in some form of balance. It's just mm -hmm. not, you can't have both. You can't have like the highest echelon of something and be and balance with all these other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not that I didn't find it. I think I just kind of cut myself some slack for, Yeah. well, sorry, this is what the priority is right now, but check back with me in two weeks and that might be a little bit different. I think that's wise. I think that's great, actually. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I've I, sort of backed off on talking a lot about balance over the course of the past two or three years, kind of for that reason, is that, that I, I do think that, like you said, there's more, it's, it's more of an ebb and flow than a balance. Um, there was a metaphor I heard several years ago, um, talking about juggling, you know, how many balls do you have in the air? Right. Um, and, and this idea of, okay, well, you have a work ball in the air and a family ball in the air and a, a running ball in the air and all these balls in the air. And you're trying to do all these various things and juggle all this stuff. That's, that's actually a really poor metaphor because some of those balls are made of glass and some of those balls are made of plastic. Um, and something that was a glass ball yesterday, maybe a plastic ball today, um, and vice versa. Um, and so this idea of, of everything is of equal value and you need to sort of put it all on a scale together, um, and, and try and achieve peak performance to your point, trying to achieve peak performance in everything all at once. I, I just don't, I don't think that's a realistic goal. Um, and I think you'll burn yourself out and you'll beat yourself up and you'll get into a death spiral of self-doubt and 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 ugliness if if that's really what your goal is. Um, so, yeah, I think that's great, actually. I think that's a really good place for you to be here in 2023. I still just hate the idea of a New Year's resolution, though. Like I'm committed to, <laughs> to not liking that. So that's fine. Does that is, is that your way of, of previewing <laughs> that you're not going to have a resolution here in just a little while? Um. I mean, I don't have like resolutions, but I do have plans. I feel right. like I have more plans than I usually do. So plans are good. Plans are yeah. good. Um, very good. We'll talk more about those here in just a minute. Um, my resolutions, I said that that last year, um, my resolutions and goals, and we're actually going to to break those out when we're we're making them this year, um, which I think is good. But but I said that that I wanted to make a lot of appointments. I said that it's been literally over a decade that I've haven't gotten a wellness physical. Like I've gone to the, to urgent care. I've gone to the doctor when uh, I've been sick, but I haven't, I haven't gotten checked out. 
Um, I haven't had blood work done, like my cholesterol levels checked, maybe ever. Um, and here I am about to turn 50 in 2024, and it's probably time for me to start paying attention to that stuff. All those sorts of things you're supposed to do when you turn 45, like get an echocardiogram and get a colonoscopy and all that stuff. I've never done any of those sorts of things. And so my one of my goals was to do that stuff. I'm going to give myself like a B minus on that because I did make the first appointment. Now, <laughs> I didn't make the first appointment until about a month ago. And then when I called to make the appointment, they said, well, we only have a limited number of slots for wellness appointments. And so you're not going to be able to come in for that wellness appointment until July 9th of 2024. Um, but that's something that's on my calendar now. Um, and so that's pretty good. Now, I need to call them back and say, okay, is there anything else I should do before I actually come in for that initial physical with my primary care physician? I haven't done that yet. Um, and I probably should do that. And and that's something that I think is in line with that. So like I said, B minus. Um, I said I wanted to run a fast 5K or 10K. Didn't do that. I ran a couple of 10Ks and 5Ks, but, but didn't. have a particular race that I thought was just a great performance of 5k or 10k. My year next year in 2024 is actually going to set up better for that. And so I think I'm going to have the opportunity to do both of those things next year, which it may even be better given the fact that I'll be in a new age group uh, about halfway through next year. Um, I had a book goal. Um, my book goal went so well that I actually ended up adjusting it up. Um, and I started with 26 books that I wanted to read. Um, I pretty early on adjusted that up to 30. Um, and then I ultimately read about 37. Um, and so I feel pretty good about that. Uh, I'm going to put another book call for next year. There'll be a little bit more ambitious, um, that we'll talk more about here in just a minute. Um, and then finally, I also said that, that when I make playlists for my trainer road workouts, I wanted to put current pop music on at least half of them. And I failed in that entirely. Um, but... no wonder I don't know any of those songs. <laughs> <laughs> because you know current pop music so well um, a little bit <laughs> so this uh this this morning the the playlist theme since it's our last workout of 2023 was songs from billboards year in hot 100 um and uh i had to i knew most of the top 10 songs i didn't know all of them um but i had to go pretty deep in order to find songs uh in the top 40 that that i was familiar with and i was comfortable putting onto a playlist so um, so, so yeah, I failed in that miserably, but of all my goals and resolutions last year, that was probably the least important one. Um, and so I'm not going to beat myself up too much about that. Um, how would you rate Eric, your overall year then? So we talked about it in terms of, of, um, your resolutions and stuff. How would you kind of describe your year? Would you rate it good, bad highlights, lowlights? I think as a whole, it was a pretty successful year. Mm -hmm. I had a, I had a number of really good results. Um, Blue Ridge Relay was a great result for me. Peyton's was a phenomenal result for me. Mm -hmm. um, Silver Rush was going well until it wasn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So I think I, Mountain Mist really enjoyed that too. Me too. Um, so I, I think overall it was a su successful year. I think I ended up a stronger runner at the end of this year than I was at the beginning of the year, mm -hmm. uh, both mentally and physically. Um, so I, I think it was overall it was a success, a successful year from an endurance athlete standpoint. And then given the stuff that, you know, went the chaos that went through our lives this year, I think that's a, that's a, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
What about the uh, the Doggettville twelve hour? I know that you 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 came on the podcast and did a did a race report about that one. Would you rank that as top of the list, middle of the list? Where would you put that? Um, the Blue Ridge Doggettville combo because I can't really consider them okay separate because they're only a week apart. Yeah. Um, I would say that that was the hardest race I've ever run. Hmm. Um, it's the first time I've ever truly felt, you know injured like things are spiraling out of control in a race okay. and just told myself just keep moving you know um it, it could get it can get worse so wait until it gets worse to quit mm-hmm. and i was able to you know push through some stuff so i think from the standpoint of like the most difficult race i've ever done that was the most difficult race i've ever done wow. so i'm 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 happy with that result it's the longest i've ever run in that race mm-hmm. and that was after coming off the longest Blue Ridge set I've ever done, mm-hmm. and the I think one of the hardest Blue Ridge sets I've ever done, mm-hmm. and one of the most consistent Blue Ridge sets I've ever done. So I think that the combo of those two is probably the biggest success of the year for me. Right on. I, now, I good. paid for it. I, I paid for it dearly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. After that. But I think it was a, it was a, you know, and it, well, and it didn't impact the fact that I wanted to get 2000 miles this year and I, I still mm-hmm. did it, you know, mm-hmm. it, so yeah, I thought it was, it was, yeah. Awesome. Doggettville was very awesome. Good. Very good. Very good. Michelle, how would you rate your 2023 uh, highlights, lowlights, et cetera? Yeah, I loved 2023. Oh, uh, I good. just, <laughs> I loved getting out to Leadville, um, being in Colorado in the summer and just kind of checking off a 50 mile race, uh, being in Leadville and at altitude was sort of just kind of, icing on top. I don't actually think I would have been satisfied if I had done any other 50 miler. Cause I just am so obsessed with Leadville. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy to like have had that experience cause it allows me to curb the, I need to do this. I need to try this. Like, when am I going to, you know, hmm. go longer? Um, so it kind of just sets me up to, I feel like do a little bit more of a variation this coming year. I also Mm -hmm. have um, a graduating senior who like the summer and getting her off in the fall, I feel like will be the focus. So it's not a summer where I could do it this summer. So I'm really happy to have kind of tackled it last year. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I would say, I don't know, we're building a business and it was the first full year and it was crazy hard, but also um, just so to be so successful and we hired two people which has been a lot of training since october but um hopefully they're ready to go going into tax season um mm-hmm. yeah i can't complain much about 2023 i mean i can and i and i do especially <laughs> like in our text box um but <laughs> overall i would say you know it was pretty uh pretty good year so very cool very good very good i'm glad to hear that that actually that's great. That's one of my favorite things you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> That's lovely. Um, my, you missed my... the opportunity to name drop your business, though. <laughs> it's okay. Hi, I Echelon mean... PC, one of our sponsors, as a matter of fact. So, so you're welcome you... to reach out, but we're. I'm actually um, have a waiting list, honestly. Just yeah, you do. waiting, going Four. into tax season. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to just, I just you know, we'll help you in May. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I really, Follow your own we really, people. we really, no, I just think the way that we've onboarded and just, you know, set up, it's such a 
cliche word in this industry, but processes and really have them nailed down need to just kind of go through tax season and service the clients that mm -hmm. are already on board. Um, but then we'll ramp up again kind of after April 15th. So, um, awesome. a waiting Fantastic. list is the best that I can, is the best that I can do for now. And, and honestly, sometimes, um, you know, I have somebody that came back around that she chose somebody else last year. They mm -hmm. were upset because our fees were too high. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they came back and they just had such an awful experience and our fees are even higher now because of, I understand more, the more complexity of what they, what they actually need. Um, cause we just never got that far. They just kind of looked at the blanket, you know, this is what I think it would cost. Um, and they, and they came begging back. Right. So wow. it's, it's good to like have those, um, yeah. I don't know, entrepreneurial experiences. And this yeah. time we sent a proposal and they didn't even blink. Like they, they don't, I don't even think they looked at it. They just signed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so happy to name drop, happy to help. I'd rather lend out 30 minutes of free advice at this point. Um, so let me know if you need anything, but we do have a small waiting list for kind of full service, small business clients. So I, I you know, I, I, uh, it's fun and very gratifying to see a business that you have built grow into something that people value that other people value, you know? Yeah. And I, and I would say, you know, the side of that is also we're, figuring out how to offboard the clients that don't see the value in what we do. Um, okay. And and we've done a little bit of that, not in yeah. a way that, you know, we're not firing clients, but we are just sort of, this is the requirement if you want to continue to work with us. And mm -hmm. we'd like to see these behavioral changes. And, you know, if we're not the best fit, then mm -hmm. can't, can't service everybody, um, yeah. so to speak. So that's been a lot of just, trying to make sure that we're more of a partner with the clients that we onboard now and make sure that the people that are already on board understand like the value add of kind of having us in their mm -hmm. business life. So. Well, and, and I think that's kind of in a roundabout sort of way that that's also serving the clients. If, if, if you say yes. that this doesn't work for you or you're not doing these various things. And so maybe I think some other arrangement will be better for you. That's a way of actually serving people, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, there's a delicate way to do that. Um, you know, people, a lot of CPA, I think client relationships is about the relationship, maybe less than the actual yeah. service that we provide, but just getting to a point where, um, you know, people feel like we're more of kind of a partner with them instead of, uh, they just pay us every month to do something right. is, is the big goal. So um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been really hard actually. It's, it's also been fun. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Kudos. Well done. Well done. See? Very good. Kudos. I get more kudos. I don't even have to log this on Strava. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> but you could log on Strava. I'd probably give you kudos for it there too. So <laughs> Strava have a, a podcast. We can start our garments so for podcasts. Strava does right? have a way that you can just post stuff. You can oh like post, just post a status. Um, which is not cool. something I've ever done, but you can just be like, Hey, check this out. But, but you know yeah. what? People's podcast feeds do that for us. Uh, so. True. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, so I had, I, I really started off 2023. Well, I, I was very happy with it. I had a good time going down to Houston with a whole bunch of people. Um, I had like 12 or 13 people that I went down there with a whole lot of folks. Most of them ran the half marathon, but several of them ran the marathon as well. Um, which was super fun. Um, and then, of course, two weeks later, I did Mountain Miss with both of y'all, which went well um, and was fun. Um, we stopped at Bucky's mm -hmm. on the way there, and we talked about it much about that on our race report as we did anything else, I think. Um, and and 
Um, I think that 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 went super well. Um, and then of course, three weeks after that, I had the Austin marathon, which was, which was great too. Um, and I don't want to say that my year went downhill after that. Um, but those first couple of months of the year were really kind of the best part of the year for me. I felt like, um, uh, I sort of had this March, April kind of, like I said, squishy time. Um, I did the Ragnar relay with Michelle and with Justin and Allison, which was fun, which was good. Um, but, um, then got injured in June, getting ready, just right about the time I was supposed to start ramping up for Berlin. I kind of got I, my, my Achilles started bothering me a whole lot. And then July was hot and I was kind of injured, not going well. And then August kind of felt the same way. And then Berlin, uh, we talked about it already a great deal. Um, I ran the best I could and I had what I felt like was a good race there. But but overall, my takeaway, my feeling from the race was that was kind of mixed. Um, and then the last few months here, I've had some fun. I've, I've really enjoyed the, the Zwift Racing League races over the course of the past couple of months. But really and truly, uh, my last couple of months have been starting to reload and heal and, and take a, a long term approach to the Comrades Marathon in June. And so so this was this was not my favorite year. Um, I said at the this time last year that 2022 was a banner year for me, um, and it was. Um, and I'm hoping 2024 will be a banner year for me as well. Um, but you know, not every year can be your best year, and so so 2023 was asi asi. It was más o menos. It was so so. Um, but if you're gonna pick a a year to be your like right banner year, it should be the year that you're 50, right? Yeah. I agree. I would much rather next year be a banner year than this year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, 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 if, like, if you were to say, okay, George, you can only have one good year. Is it going to be 23 or 24? I'd say 24. Undoubtedly. 24. Yeah. Same, same. Um, so, so I, yeah, I don't have a problem saying that at all. Um, and so, so yeah, I, I, I do think that things are unfolding in such a way. If I can kick this cold that I've had for like three weeks here, if we can finally get this knocked out, um, then I do think things are setting up well for a really good 2024. In 2024, I'll run uh, Peyton's with you again, Eric. I hope you're running it next year, right? Uh, Melissa and I are going to relay it. Okay, cool. Perfect. Um, and then um, you and I are going to do the Tobacco Road relay. I know, Eric, in some form. Like it might just be me and you, <laughs> um, but of course we did that. We were on the winning team for that in, uh, in 2020, um, in 2022. Um, That's right. So, so look forward to doing that. Probably, I think it's going to be me, you and Lee and somebody else. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. But, but anyway, we'll right. do that. Michelle, you and I and Justin and Allison haven't really talked about whether we're doing Ragnar again next year. Um, you know, I'm thinking probably not since we got betrayed on the whole buckles thing. Um, uh, We'll see I mean, about your, that. Your calendar is really full for next year. So like, you it have is, some and, big stuff. And I think we yeah. nobody wants to go to Stone Mountain again or, or yeah. Georgia International Horse Park again. Yeah. It yeah, was I'm fun. Kind of, I'm, I'm kind of inclined to agree. I'm kind of inclined to agree. I And I agree. And everybody fun. said yeah. we should go to Michigan. Wasn't that yeah. the one where everybody. So yeah. I would love to put that on the calendar. But again, that's in like June. 2024 though. is. Yeah. It's a summer race. Um, and. I just, I'm not going to make any big summer plans yeah. probably unless Fair. I get to go to France for two weeks, but we can talk about that again. Another time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like in terms of racing, uh, I don't yeah. think that's not going to be, uh, but I would, yeah, maybe next year. So Fair. Fair. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll do of course on uh, June 9th of next year, I have comrades and that's my big focus of my life 
Um, and we booked our tickets to that. So my whole family's going, which is going to be super cool. Wow. Um, and so, so yeah, we'll, we'll spend two weeks in South Africa um, and, and really looking forward to that and trying to figure out the best way to spend those two weeks there. Um, and then I want to run, I turn 50, actually turn 50 in August. Um, and so I want to try and run a fast marathon as a 50 year old. Um, and I'm thinking I'm going to try and do that in December. Um, and so mm -hmm. that might be CIM, it might be Valencia. Um, we'll see. Um, so of course I'll do the Blue Ridge Relay in September, um, which I look did. He just to. like, oh, it might be Valencia. So yeah, um, so that's a fast <laughs> course in December. That's the same weekend as CIM. I so might go that, to that Valencia. would be pretty cool. So it's it's all about whether my family goes with me, man. Um, if if Casey's like, I would like to go with you on this trip. We're going to Valencia. If she's like, I don't really want to go, then I'm going to CIM. Right? She doesn't gotcha. want to go to Sacramento. She wants to go to Spain. Um, and so. Gotcha. So we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, but and that, that, that's kind of my general plan right now. Want to run a fast 5K probably in May on the track, run a fast 10K probably on Thanksgiving next year. Um, and so, so yeah. I, I'm I have, sorry. On the track? Yeah. You're going to so go run a 5K on the track? The the ATC All Comers Meets have 5K on the track. Mm -hmm. I know that they have. I know. <laughs> I, I just. You, <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, of all the things that you've said, that's the most shocking Okay. All right. But you could go to like Macon on July 4th. There's all these like road yeah, 5Ks. That, that, Why that, specifically the track? So because because the I want to run one. The truest test of your track. Because I, I want to run one in May is why. In May. Because mm -hmm. I want to run a fast okay. one in May. Mm -hmm. Because because that's when I'll be fittest ahead of June 9th, which is when Comrades is. So, oh yeah. my gosh. Okay. So so we'll see. Maybe I'll change my mind as far as the, what the format's going to be. But one way or another, I'm going to be looking to run a fast 5K in May. Are so, you, yeah. are we doing this 10 by 5k thing? Yeah. I said that a minute ago. The, uh, the, okay. the Peyton's I'll be there in March. Did you sign up? I mean, I did register. I'm just still a maybe. <laughs> I didn't if realize that. So if you're there and I'm there and Eric's there doing a relay with his wife, is Grace doing it, Eric? Uh, Grace and Luke are both signed up for it. Awesome. Yeah. This is going to be fantastic. Very good. Very good. And, and Brett will yeah. be there, of course. So, uh huh. Brett, Brett, who has done it every year. Um, so at this point, is, is it the tenth year this year? It's somewhere around. It's it's like ninth or tenth. So he's so it will be his his eighty first through ninetieth five k on that loop <laughs> as part of that race. Um, which yeah, as part of the insane. race. So yeah, yep. pretty insane. Um, um, all right, we got to wrap up here pretty soon, but I do want to make sure that we we talk a little bit about uh, where we were with the podcast, uh, where we want to go with the podcast, and then, of course, our resolutions. Um, and so I want to give a quick shout out here um, to the folks who came on the podcast this year. Um, we had David Elliott, world record holder, who uh, ran the uh, half marathon with the most T-shirts on, uh, came on uh, uh, early in the year and talked to us about that. Uh, Aaron Henderlight and Lee Ragsdale came on and talked to us about the Croatan Buck 50. So shout out to them. Brett Larner from Japan Running News, you remember, came on uh, and talked to me and Michelle. And I love that interview. Um, I loved him. Yeah, that was awesome. It was so good. And it was so interesting. And and I might be only saying that because he actually had really nice things to say about us too. And so, but <laughs> but but, uh, but 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 I really enjoyed that enjoyed that interview a lot. Uh, Chuck Sims, um, the owner of Elemental Altitude, one of our sponsors. Uh, we took a field trip up there, and uh, we talked to him. We took basal metabolic rate tests, and of course, did workouts there. So shout out to Chuck. Thanks for coming on. Uh, James Aldridge, coached by one Eric Hall, um, came on and talked to us about the Boston Marathon and how that went. Um, Justin Dugan and Allison Mercer came on and talked to us about the Ragnar Trail Relay after we had done that. Crystal Andrews came on and talked to us about the Antarctica Marathon, 
which was fascinating um, and horrifying and wonderful. Um, Justin Dugan came on again with Justin Smith and they talked about the Tour de France, which uh, our Tour de France preview also had Michelle this year, um, which was fun. And um, now, hold on. And now I'm in this, I'm stuck in this cycling thread. Yes, with you Justin are. And Justin. Yes, you are. And now, and now and, you've committed yourself to a cycling text thread uh, and where I, we I, talk about what's going on in the world of professional cycling. Yes. Great. One out of every 100 texts, I'm like, oh, I know what they're talking about. It's great. It's great. It's so It's definitely my favorite text. Awesome. Awesome. Um, undoubtedly, one of my favorite interviews we did, just because Michelle was so off balance the entire time, was with Kyle Torok of uh, the Atlanta Snack Club, um, which was super fun. Um, Justin Dugan came on yet again to talk about uh, Sepp Kuss winning the Volta Espana. So thanks for coming on three times this year, Justin Dugan. Uh, <laughs> Joseph McLeod came on to talk to us about the Men's Ironman World Championship. Jacqueline Nasser came on to talk about the Women's Ironman World Championship. Uh, Brian Hetherington came on and gave us a race report about Ironman Arizona. And for the second time this year, Allison Mercer came on and talked to us about her setting a national master's record in the 50 mile distance. Um, and so shout out to Allison. We appreciate your coming on as well. We also did race reports on Mountain Mist, Houston Marathon, Austin Marathon, Silver Rush 50, Blue Ridge Relay, Doggettville 12 Hour, and Berlin Marathon, of course, all of which were fun. We reviewed four books, Running Wild Black, Fit Nation, Choosing to Run, and UTMB, The Race That Changed Running. And then we also had episodes about Strava, the Boston Marathon, Tour de France Unchained, Tommy Nohilly, the new coach at ATC, the Olympic Trials Marathon. We had a couple of things about that. The Track World Championship, UTMB and USATF and whether they're good for our sport. Uh, long runs, nutrition, and of course, just last time was our gift guide. So pretty good year, y'all. Um, it's funny when I think about the podcast, I'm like, what are we even doing? Are we really even doing I think we had yes, a we're doing. Slide. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel like we put in a lot of work on this podcast this year, and and, and it was good, and I, I enjoyed it. Um, for next year, we're going to be bringing on a new sponsor, um, graphic artist Bright Hair, which we'll talk a little bit more about uh, in our first podcast of next year. Um, we're bringing on a new sponsor there, which is super fun. Um, we will continue with our sponsorships with Blue Pineapple Travel, with Elemental Altitude, with MPE Coaching, which is brand new, of course. Um, and I haven't actually asked you yet, Michelle, or is, is High Echelon PC going to continue sponsoring us next year? I think we can do that. All right. <laughs> We'd cool. love to do that. Very good. I'm going to be recording new intros and outros, and I might even have new intro and outro music uh, the next time we podcast together. So that's something to look forward to. Um, we're actually going to start a Patreon next year, um, and there's going to be some perks related to the Patreon, including gear. Man, you guys Michelle better like this stuff. Michelle has taken the lead on gear, and she is even wearing a wool pullover <laughs> with most pleasant exhaustion emblazoned on the lapel right now. And yeah, I'm, you look yeah. fantastic. So big, big shout out to Stacy and Bright Hair. Um, I tried to kind of do this myself, um, working with Backline Running and also Boko Gear for a bunch of different stuff, and man, this graphic, artistic, what a colors do you want? What panel? I mean, it's so far out of my uh, pay grade. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate all the time. I mean, I'm talking, we're probably over a hundred emails back and forth with Boko Gear, but we have some awesome stuff that's supposed to be yeah. shipped the second week of January. Um, run hat, trucker hat, visor, and then hopefully it's a pop-up shop of some sort. And then Backline's going to open a, a run shop for us early next year. And you awesome. guys will get to check out some of what we've been working on. And, and Bright Hair is responsible for helping make look awesome. So 
Very good. Very good. I'm super excited about that. Uh, so shout out to Stacy over at Bright Hair for all the work and time she spent on that um, and all the time she's going to spend because we're going to get a website going here um, that's going to have <laughs> show notes on it even. And she's going to be helpful with that. Give her artistic what? eye to that. Um, I know, right? Um, I know. And we're serious. So, <laughs> we're so going to get right, serious. That's right. That's right. So we've had a good year. We need to, to if we're, we're going to have an even better year, if, if 2024 is going to be the banner year that we want it to be, then then we have some yeah. more things to do. Um George, I know we haven't talked about this, but I feel like we have to become the podcast hosts that start asking people to like rate and review us on whatever platform they listen to uh, us on. Yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> Folks do we a have... pretty good job of that, but but I think you're right. I think we have to start becoming those podcast hosts. You're right. You're right. Um, uh, and we can also become the podcast hosts who go to the running show. So since we're talking about- The running that. event. The, the running, running event. event. Yeah, I know. Awesome. I will just say though, I just want to preface that with, I'm also like- a little bit on the um maybe cim but it's a huge problem if you run a marathon that weekend because the running event will absolutely kill your legs and it's right in the <laughs> midst of when you need to be off your legs because right. it's a week before so that's the only right. problem but we'll Good see to know. Hopefully we'll all right we, we, we will cross that bridge certainly if see, it, look if at me planning i'm it. planning december 2024 this is crazy. brilliant brilliant <laughs> Um, I'm also going to start putting more things onto our YouTube page. Um, I've already recorded oh, one thing that I'm going to post. I'm going to record something else today and post it next week. Um, and so, so that'll be good too. Um, but just in general, I think that, that we're going to continue to work on giving everybody something of value, some analysis, some expertise. We're not really a news podcast. Um, you know, we don't get it out there fastest so that, that, that if you want to know what's going on in the world of, of, of endurance sports, that's not really us. Um, but we well, do... you can text me. It's kind of me, but it's not the podcast. <laughs> but but we're uh, but we're a we color pod. Some... Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Analysis, color, that sort of thing. That that that's what we're going to continue doing um, for people who across the range of of endurance sports. All right. I know we got to wrap it up here, but Michelle, plans, resolutions, goals. What is twenty twenty four going to be for you? Um, so part of it is going to be for you also, because I really like being on training peaks again. Like I took this break <laughs> and I, I just, um, very much value the, like having a, a schedule and something to be accountable for, but also just the feedback that I'm trying to understand better from that platform. So I kind of took this big, I would say not like a, a gap after Boston 2021, but I didn't, I don't actually like that. I think it's, I'm like a better person and and better functioning mom and business owner and whatever, every hat I wear, if I'm have just structure in all parts of my life. Um, so I definitely want to like stay on that for next year. Um, I'm hoping to run a fast, I guess it depends on what, what, which part of the half that I take in public. Cause I think I'm on a relay for the marathon. Yeah, me too. Um, so I'm most looking forward to, like, I do have a goal race in January, but then I don't just fall off for months, right? Like I, I have stuff on the calendar that I get to kind of jump right back into. Um, and then really, I just, I'm moving a 10th grader in the middle of uh, her sophomore year to a new school in January and have a kid leaving home. So it's really just trying to hmm. kind of round out my kids' lives with, everybody under one roof. Um, that's yeah. like my big, my big focus, a lot of my attention for next year. So hoping that, you know, when Rachel leaves home, she kind of is ready to go. Um, awesome. so yeah. Very good. Very good. I think that sounds great. Eric, 
goals, resolutions, behaviors, etc. Just have one actually on the schedule, which is Peyton. So I, I don't know what's going to happen after that, mm-hmm. or or possibly before that, because that's in March. Um, <laughs> resolutions, uh, pretty much they're simple. Skew more towards the bike. Um, get more consistent with strength work because I think it was actually very valuable this year, and uh, make Strava more fun. Um, less less of a hey look what I did. More of a hey this is some funny or something interesting. And then goals, I'm going to bring back the, I want to bike 200 miles. It's going to be virtual, but I want to do it. Um, I'm shooting for 5,000 miles on the bike this year, which is a big difference from last year. And 1,500 or so running. Um, I also think because it's my 50 year, I need to do throw down some ultra PRs. Hmm. I need to get serious oh about 100, a 50, and a 50K. And I need to just go, I need to go run them for time. So like I'm on fast to, courses, you mean? Fast courses, fast times. Yeah, I yeah. want to. I want to see what I can do. Awesome. And it, and it may not actually be a race. It may just be I go run a 50k, mm-hmm. you know, and and just do it. Um, and then the last one, I've got two behaviors. So I I did get a physical this year, and I need to start watching the cheese. Um, <laughs> it's kind of amazing to me with my diet that I have even a slight cholesterol issue it's very slight but um it's amazing that i do but i think it's because i eat so much cheese i'm right. i'm a cheeseaholic so i'm watching the cheese watching um, cheese and running more off-road mm-hmm. which th- that include i guess it's more of ultraing endurancing more off-road mm-hmm. because it's both the indoor bike and actually on the dirt i enjoy it so much more it's so much better for your body and i yeah. just think that's something i need to really focus on this year so, you know, I, I don't know how much we can help you with the cheese part. Um, maybe we could do like a cheese check-in the same way we did strength work <laughs> check-ins um, at the start of every podcast in 2024. Um, well, I think but, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start like you do with your, whatever your rolls and There you go. And, Put it on Strava. I'm going to log my cheese intake on Strava. There you go. There you go. And Michelle will not give you kudos for it, which is something <laughs> she's not inclined to do anyway. So there you go. Um uh, but no, what I was going to say is that with the with the 200 mile bike, like if you did a 200 mile bike on Zwift in July, I would join you. Um, OK. And, and there there are certainly people in your life. Um, uh, oh, yeah. That that will help you run a fast 50K and that will help yeah. you with all these various other things. Well, so that, which, that would be that would be the one thing I would say to you is to is to make sure you 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 rely on your tribe, call on your tribe to help you out with these things. Not a strength of mine. No, but not to tangent so much, but which 50K are you looking at? I'm not. Oh. Yeah. Just trying to figure it out. So it's a resolution at this point, not yet a goal. Okay. So right. I just want to throw out that like Javelina Jundred <laughs> registration opens on midnight on January 1st. It would be 100K, but it would be fast. It's pretty fast out there. I actually kind of want to go do it. It's mm-hmm. the weekend of Halloween. Oh, so that's Eric, right. if, that, if you yep. wanted to go to Arizona and go... And run I, a fast I, run. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of running a, a trail marathon in Arizona in October. Don't you love this time of year when we have all these things you want to do and you're kind of wait great ideas stuff. I love these, just, these things. You just randomly want to go to Flagstaff now? No, I was invited to go to Flagstaff for the Flagstaff marathon. So what? Who invited you? So some people that live in Flagstaff. Oh, uh, I thought like you were talking like the race invited you or something. No, they did not. Um, at least not yet. Um, but they're <laughs> they're. Uh, they're, well, they're you come with people, first. so you make sure they know that, like, you come with your MPE people. True, true. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So resolutions for me. Um, I already talked about my plans. And of course, as you can tell, just from all these asides, 
there's always these extra plans too, <laughs> or the, these sort of alternate plans as well. Um, one resolution that you all I'm sure will be glad to hear is that I'm going to resolve to kind of chill out about food a little bit. Um, I, I, I've gotten way too in my own head about food and macronutrients and, and inflammatory foods and things like that over the course of the past year and a half, um, in such a way that it's actually become kind of maddening. Um, and, and it's not that I'm going to quit caring about what I eat. I'm, I can't do that. I must care about that. I have to take those sorts of things into account, but I'm just not going to obsess about it the way that I have in the past. Um, and, uh, I'm just going to try and simplify it a little bit and do the things that I know are healthy and, and, and do that. Um, uh, I want to try and work on making strength work, um, putting it on the same level as my other workouts. So like Michelle, at the very beginning of the workout, you, you mentioned like, if you have a run and a strength workout, you always, you always make sure you do the run, but you don't necessarily make sure you do the strength mm-hmm. workout. Um, yeah. and, th- and that's one thing that, that, um, I I've noticed over the course of the past couple of months is that I'll, I'll get up early in order to squeeze my run in. Um, or I'll get up early and hop on the bike in order to squeeze that in, but I won't get up early and do strength work. And I need to, <laughs> I need to, I need to make, I need to treat strength work as if it's a legit workout that it is. Um, and so that's kind of one of my, my resolutions as well. Um, and then sort of a generally in life, I need to kind of let go of being perceived badly by some people. And I know that seems a little bit strange. Um, and I'm still kind of working on it, how exactly to articulate that. But between rereading Meditations by Marcus Aurelius and currently reading High Conflict by Amanda Ripley, um, I'm thinking a lot about the way that, that that's the role that I play inside of some people's own narratives. Um, and and I need to be OK with being the villain sometime in some people's narratives. Um, and and like I said, I'm going to continue thinking about how exactly to articulate that. But it's something that I'm working on right now. Um, I do have a book goal again. I'm going to have 35 books this is going to be my book goal, a little bit more ambitious this year since last year I, I was able to do it, um, including a couple of specific ones. Um, I'm particularly going to focus on reading some banned books because the school board here in my hometown is on a bit of a book banning binge. Um, and so I want to read some of those books just to try and get a better sense of that issue at large. Um, I read a few of them this year and some of them are really brilliant. <laughs> um, and so that's so, why they're banned. So in part, <laughs> um, uh, I have a publishing goal. Um, I have two papers that I've written that I need to shop around to publishers. Um, uh, so it's got kind of a professional goal there. I need to do that. Um, and of course, I need to go to the appointments you made. Uh, I've made. Um, uh, I need to make sure that I actually go to those appointments. Um, and then the last thing for me, uh, I think for the last few decades, I've, I've often given off a, a sort of a know-it-all vibe. Um, and, and I don't like that. Um, and I, I think that maybe one of the reasons why is because I don't spend enough time saying you're right and I'm wrong. Um, and I don't spend enough time saying, I didn't know that I just learned that from you. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of resolving to say those things a little bit more. Like when I learn something from somebody to say, you taught me something new, I did not know that before. Um, and, and spending more time that when somebody tells me something that I was wrong about actually acknowledging and articulating, yes, I'm wrong. I don't mind being wrong and I don't mind being disagreed with, but I'm not good about articulating when I was in fact wrong. Um, I was about to say, these are characteristics of you that I don't see. I appreciate you saying that. (laughs) But it may be because I've known you since the (laughs) early to mid nineties. And I know when you know you're wrong and you're not saying I'm wrong. Yeah. 
and I know yeah. I teach you something almost on a daily basis. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that I'm way smarter <laughs> than you are. So, so I, well, I th- well of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, but, but yeah. And that, that's the thing is that, that I, I don't actually think that I know it all. I don't actually think that, but I know that I give off that vibe sometimes to some people in my life. And, and that's something that I'm not comfortable with. And I think one of the reasons why I do is because I don't actually articulate I'm wrong about that. I was wrong. You were right about that. I appreciate you're teaching me that new thing that I did not know before. Um, I think that, but I don't always say it. And I actually think I need to start saying that uh, maybe to counteract some of that vibe. That's but, good. But yeah, you really took this to a totally higher level. Well, <laughs> dude, I'm about yeah, to turn 50. So, so these things can are all re- in my head, can right? Re- <laughs> can we can we redo? <laughs> I can also like talk about things I've learned in therapy and you know social emotional goals. I just didn't think we were going that far on this podcast episode. Michelle, you don't want to talk about your social emotional goals. That's okay. Um, that's the reason why I loved it so much when you said I love 2023. I was like, that's actually the most outpouring of emotion I think I've ever seen from you. Yeah, um, and I absolutely loved it, my friend. Um, so, uh, on that note, Eric, thank you for spending so much time with me in 2023, not only in person, of course, on the Blue Ridge Relay, on various runs, on text, um, uh, on Zwift, um, but of course here on the podcast as well. I appreciate you. You are my friend and I value you. Thank you for everything you did for me this year. I, I would like you to know that you are right. Uh, <laughs> you have appreciated all of this time with me. <laughs> <laughs> good good i'm glad that i was right about at least that one particular thing i've had a great time george i appreciate so, it thank you thank you michelle um i always appreciate you i appreciate you far more than i think you actually realize um i, I know I think because you are, you're so mean to me uh, i know uh <laughs> um, this is so ridiculous so so and so so give me this opportunity here in late december to say that that i consider you one of my good friends um, I appreciate you and I appreciate everything that you do for me. My life is better for having you in it. So thank you for oh, having spent so, nice. so much time on me this year, uh, both in the podcast and the text and everywhere else. You are welcome. It's fun, challenging, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year, friends. Happy New Year, everybody else. You too, George. All righty. Thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pleasant podcast, on Twitter at pleasant podcast, on Instagram at most pleasant exhaustion. We're available on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast. Be sure to share us with your friends. Blue Pineapple Travel can be found at bluepineappletravel.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash bluepineappletravel, or on Instagram at bluepineappletravel. We're also proud to be sponsored by Elemental Altitude, Atlanta's best and only altitude training facility. You can find them at ElementalAltitude.com, on Instagram at ElementalAltitude, or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash ElementalAltitude. And finally, High Echelon. You can find High Echelon at HighEchelonCPA.com. On behalf of Michelle Frank, Patrick Ollinger, and Eric Hall, I'm George Darden. Thanks for listening to the Most Pleasant Exhaustion Podcast. We'll see you next time.